This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you, as the parent, can follow their ride on a live tracking map. Yeah, when your teen requests a trip, they're matched with highly rated, experienced drivers and you receive real-time notifications. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today, they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. It makes them feel safe, and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. And today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Holy smokes. It's the end of 2020. I never thought this day would come. Again? Yeah. It's it's part two of the end of our, it's part two of the end of 2020. Uh, Yes. So we're joining ourselves. uh, Our future selves. Our future selves, which will be important later. I think so. (laughs) We're joining our future selves as you're listening, our past selves as we're recording for part two of uh, New Year's traditions throughout history and around the world. Let's join in. Already in progress. Nowadays, if you make a New Year's resolution in the West, you're probably not going to be making this as a covenant with a god or a divine entity. Instead, in this increasingly secular society, you're going to make a resolution to yourself. You're going to say, you know, this is the year that I finally finish that novel, or this is the year that I uh, stop buying avocados in bulk because God knows I'm not going to eat all of them. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Whatever it is. Uh, So you focus on self-improvement, but unfortunately, and I have a hack for this. We'll give you the problem first. Unfortunately, it seems that almost half of the people in the U.S. say they usually make New Year's resolutions, 45%. However, Noel, as we know, uh, not all of them are successful. 
you, you saw that stat, right? Oh, I sure did. The the rate of follow up has got to be in the nineties, right? In the in the negative. Oh gosh, yeah. In terms, I mean, in terms yeah. of people who don't, uh, yeah, only eight percent of people actually successfully achieve their goals, um, go. and it's not really showing any signs of like putting the kibosh on New Year's resolutions anytime soon, uh, because we really have this is something that we've been doing for thousands and thousands of years. Um, but I, I'd like to get into in a little bit uh, why psychologically it's so difficult mm-hmm. to keep these New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah, I've got some stuff on that. I've got a, I've got an unfounded life hack too. Uh, just real, real quickly, I think a lot of us sometimes feel a cultural pressure to change ourselves or our habits due to this somewhat arbitrary day on the calendar, and feeling like you have to do that uh, may play a role in falling off whatever your new wagon is just a few days or months later. So I propose that if you're listening to this podcast and you have had in the the past a tough time sticking with a New Year's resolution, why bother with that one? Why not make a resolution on your own personal New Year's, which is your birthday? Then it's more unique to you. It's something you won't see a bunch of people posting about on the internet, whether your birthday is in March, the original New Year's, I guess, or whether it's in September or what have you, uh, then it's a little more personal. And I, I think that can help increase your odds of sticking with your goals. But again, I have no research on this. It just works for me. That's a great idea. And I love it. You always refer to everyone's birthday as their own personal new year. Uh, and I think that is a very smart way of going about it. You know, and Ben, why not? Let's just go ahead and uh, let the cat out of the bag now. Um, we actually do have a study from the University of Scranton that suggests uh, why only 8% of people will actually you know, follow through with those goals. Um, and there's actually a clinical psychology term um, to refer to the cycle of repeated failure to change. And it's called the very dire and sad sounding false hope syndrome. Ooh, gosh, that's a early like emo pop punk song title. If ever I've heard one, mm-hmm. I can, I can hear the whiny vocals now, but think about this for a second. So false hope syndrome is a cyclical thing. We resolve to change. Uh, We usually make a resolution uh, to do something that we couldn't do in the previous year, something we were not able to achieve. Tim Pitchell, who's a psychologist at Carleton University in Ottawa, he says that we're making New Year's goals because we keep failing at a specific task, right? And so The tricky thing is that making a New Year's resolution doesn't really require action from you. It doesn't even require you saying it to anyone. Just the thought hits those instant gratification switches in our brains. That's why sometimes you'll notice that if you're talking to someone about a creative project that you haven't done yet, you will feel good and somewhat accomplished after that conversation because in our brains, mm-hmm. talking about that, thinking about it, satisfies us. It fe- our brain doesn't know the difference between talking about something and doing it. 
And therein lies the trap, right? Where it's almost like some people go to great lengths to never talk about a project that they either haven't finished or haven't even started. Um, maybe it's not consciously because of that thing, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Like I've had friends throughout the years that love to talk up these big grand plans uh, that I know they will never actually follow through with. So I think that it's probably pretty smart to actually wait until you've done the thing before you start blabbing about it. 100% agreed. And uh, a lot of us listening to the podcast today are nodding our heads in agreement as well. Because let's be honest, folks, a lot of us learned that one the hard way. There's another phenomenon here called effective forecasting. That's when we use how we feel emotionally in the present moment to predict how we will feel in the future. And it makes sense. You know, you're making a New Year's resolution. You're like, I am going to stop listening to Steely Dan four hours a day. And you feel good about that. In that moment, you're free from Dan. So you think, I'm going to feel good about this in the future, too. But will you? Well, first of all, Ben, why would anyone want to free themselves from the glory that is Steely Dan? Uh, I mean, I, I could listen to nothing but Steely. I could listen to nothing but Deacon Blues on repeat for the rest of my life and be like a happy man. That's certainly a desert island disc for me. And right now, you probably feel really solid and really happy saying that, right? But don't I make do. it a resolution. I do. I do. Nope, nope. <laughs> well, a resolution to listen to nothing but Deacon Blues all year on repeat? I think you would get... Would, how long would you give yourself on that one? To get sick of it? Uh, I, I, I think I could probably go... I mean, like, I wouldn't have to listen to it. There'd be some caveats. I wouldn't have to listen to it, like, 24-7. It would just be the only song I could listen to when the, the need to listen to music struck me. So I would probably say I would could go maybe a month. Do you think you could listen to uh, to cover versions just to, like, vary it a Ooh, little bit? Ooh, good call, Casey. That's, that's a good one. There's a great new cover by um, Bill Callahan and uh, Will Oldham, Bonnie Prince Billy. Of uh, Deacon Blues. Oh, my God. came out like a month or so ago. I it's, love it's great. both of yeah, them. Yeah, it's really, really good. All right, Definitely. stop the show. We're going to listen to that Let's real quick. Let's do it. Oh, Casey on the case. Yeah, this is fascinating. And all of this stuff checks out. Like, I mean, you know, it, it's great to have scientific data backing it up. But all of this stuff really does make sense. And I can feel it in myself. And I think, you know, I always say self-awareness is uh, is the first step to living a better life. I coined that phrase. Um, and hmm. I think as long as you know yourself and you know what your tendencies are, you can probably hedge your bets a little bit when it comes to making New Year's resolutions and not make such a big symbolic act out of it. And maybe just try to, you know, follow the Christians. Be Just try to be a little bit better this year. Just a little bit, you know? Yeah, I would argue, I, I, while I agree with that, I would argue one thing our society and civilization, and maybe our species is missing, is... Yes, we all need self-awareness. We need to be honest with ourselves. But we also have a severe need for uh, awareness of others and consideration of others. I mean, that's the problem we keep running into. Uh, we are sometimes too focused on ourselves. And that's where the neuroscience comes into play. Because the area of your brain associated with the idea of you in the future is the same area associated with thoughts about strangers. So if I'm present Ben, and I'm thinking of something for future Ben, maybe making a nice duck confit or something like that, <laughs> then that guy in my head, according to the mechanisms of my brain, is a stranger. I'm thinking about some dude, just some rando dude making duck confit. And this means that 
we're not having as much empathy or understanding of our future self as we should. We're aware of ourselves in the present, but we're not self-aware in the future, if that makes sense. This is a weird conversation. It makes a lot of sense. No, no, no. It's a very abstract way of looking at it, but it makes absolute sense because you're at such a remove from your future self that it's almost like when you kind of, um, let's see, you make plans that you don't really, you're not super excited about because you're making them for your future self and you don't really identify with your future self because it's separate from your now self. So you can say, oh, my future self will be fine with these plans that I have made for him. <laughs> but then future self becomes present self and still doesn't like the plans or the idea. And then right. you end up in a, in, a, in a vicious cycle of rescheduling or flaking. And this isn't a me thing. This is just a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber Teen. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car's called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. We're nothing if not trailblazers here at Ridiculous History. And you know who also is a huge uh, iconoclastic challenger of the status quo, Ben? Who is that, Noel? Well, I think you know. 
It's mm. Harry's. Yes, it's Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by all kinds of like slipshod, questionable products in the shaving industry. And they said, hey, you got to be the change. I was excited to try out the Winston set. It's an all-in-one package. You get some shaving cream. You get that great razor we're talking about. They also have deodorant. Yeah, I was about to say. Very helpful. I do really enjoy uh, their line of self-care products. Um, Richly lathering, skin-softening body washes and scents like redwood, wild lens, and stone. You want to know what a stone smells like? I've often wondered. Only you know you can. <laughs> so don't settle for the status quo, folks. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash history. Once again, that's harrys.com slash history for a $3 trial set. So now that we've looked at the neuroscience, which is a little bit challenging, uh, let's let's go back to something uh, a little more fun. Let's let's bust out a few more explorations of New Year's traditions around the world. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So let's see. Uh, you know, everywhere around the world, no matter where you go, people love snacks. They love feasting, and often people eat pork on New Year's in places like Cuba, Austria, Hungary, Portugal, and so on. They do that because in these cultures, pigs represent progress and prosperity. Isn't that interesting, though, that they devour their flesh rather than, like, you know, revere them and mm. take them around on little leashes? What was that thing? We, we had the, the chimney sweeps and the pig. Wasn't that a New Year's tradition as well? Uh, I where you'd, you'd pluck the hair. I think you're from right. The yeah, back you, of of the pig, mm -hmm. but from like led around by a chimney sweep. You pay a tuppence. You pull right. the pig. Yeah, mm -hmm. pull, yes, exactly. A tuppence to pull the pig. Uh, that seems weird, but it's true. Pork um, is often a, a staple at any feasts throughout the year uh, in a lot of these countries, but especially around New Year's. Um, also, little kind of themed cakes uh, in the shapes of rings uh, were a sign kind of of like the full circular path of the year. Um, and then in places like the Netherlands, uh, Mexico, and Greece all share a lot of these same kind of ring-shaped uh, confections. In Sweden and Norway, you've got rice pudding as a popular treat uh, with almonds hidden inside uh, and a single almond rather than that's sort of almost like uh, the baby in the king cake you know which is that New Orleans tradition it symbolizes good luck and whoever finds the almond um, is supposed to be gifted with 12 months of good fortune and that's the same with the baby I believe in the in the king cake you either get the baby or like a, p a piece of cloth and I think the cloth is referred to as the rag which sounds gross and I think probably early days it was a piece of kitchen rag uh, but that's the one you don't want to get well, if you get the baby, you have to throw the next party, right? Is Later, that right? I think so, in the okay. next year, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> This is probably my favorite belief or ritual when it comes to the protein portion of a New Year's feast. So, yeah, some people eat pork, right? And that is considered a traditional New Year's uh, main dish or entree, but some types of meat are avoided. According to the Rio Times, People in Brazil often avoid eating chicken for the first few minutes of the new year because, get this, chickens scratch the earth backwards. So if you're eating chicken, it symbolizes going backwards in life rather than forward. And to avoid that fate, people eat forward-moving food. 
like fish and pork. This is like Danny DeVito in Always Sunny in Philly. Well, where he's like, wait a minute. I'm only eating blue. Only eating blue. Oh, but come on, man. Pigs walk around in circles. I see, I see it all the time. Trotting around in little little rings, you know? Um, yeah, I get it. Fish, <laughs> shark would be a good one because that one never, never stops, go. you know? It just keeps going forever or else it'll die. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the idea of scratching the earth backwards with their creepy little chicken feet. Uh, sorry, I have feelings about chickens in particular. I like to eat them, but I don't like the idea of a chicken, you know, uh, in the real world with their little creepy witch talons. But in Italy, on the other hand, uh, you know, big, big into harvesting grapes to make wine. Um, this is the time of year when they reserve some of their wine grapes uh, for a very special New Year's, you know, uh, blend, I guess. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. Their best grapes of the year they hold back to have on this uh, special occasion. Mm hmm. And it's sort of celebrating being uh, financially shrewd and being frugal. So it's it, that's oddly enough, that's a celebration of restraint. There are some uh, more frightening New Year's traditions in the Japanese village of Oga, O-G-A, uh, pardon our pronunciations here as we're not native Japanese speakers. Every New Year's Eve, guys in the town dress up in grass masks and they embody something called the Namahage, which is a demonic figure that goes door to door searching for people who are new in town, as John Mulaney would say. <laughs> and then they scream at the family and the children and the new family members. And they say, study, work hard. And then the people who've lived in the town for a while come out and they're like, hey, go away, demon. These people are, they're legit. We stand by them. And then the demon leaves the traumatized youngsters alone for a year. These are cool outfits. They kind of remind me of the work of uh, a really great artist uh, named Nick Cave, not to be confused with, you know, Nick Cave and the mm -hmm. Bad Seeds, but he's like kind of a performance artist in the building where our offices are when it first opened. Uh, ben, I, I think you went, or you're at least aware of everything going on around it. Yeah, I did the interviews. That's right. We did a whole piece uh, Casey filmed as well for uh, How Stuff Works um, back when we were doing video in those days. And the um, artist makes these things he calls sound suits that are kind of like wicker kind of, they're all kinds of different ones, but they seem to be very influenced by this Namahage. So it's got like a, a mask, a large paper mache looking mask that looks like that traditional, I think there's actually an emoji of this thing uh, that's got kind of big tusks and red and like like a big nose and kind of like horns almost. And then the suit is made of wicker and um, kind of, you know, shuffles around when you move and, and dance. Uh, and it looks like they're carrying little kind of whips almost like in their hands. Um, really interesting. You can check out some amazing images of these at uh, namahage.co.jp. It's the Namahage Museum. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see this. I want to be, I want to get there like a couple of days before the new year. I want to be the person who gets yelled at. I, I think it'll be fun. Uh, there'll probably be some snacks involved too, I imagine. Well, let's, let's travel, uh, let's travel a little bit westward and go to Turkey. If you are celebrating New Year's in Turkey, you might wear red underwear. You might run the faucet. Uh, similar to the way that uh, people in ancient Iran would sprinkle water as a mm -hmm. celebration. And then you'll you'll sprinkle salt on your doorsteps in Turkey to ensure prosperity. If you're Swiss, 
you'll skip the salt and you'll just straight get the you'll just straight up throw whipped cream on the floor. Nice. I mean, it's it's a shame, but you know, it's weird. Oh, it's weird one. Hopefully, hopefully, it bodes well for the future. Uh, and that's according to the Farmer's Almanac. And this whole dollop of whipped cream on the floor is supposed to usher in great uh, prosperity for the year. Um, in the Philippines, um, folks will wear polka dots. Uh, the idea being that these circles symbolize prosperity and also that cyclical nature of of the new year of birth and rebirth. Um, and then in the U.S here in our deck of the woods in the south black-eyed peas and collard greens mm-hmm. and cornbread is a is a super popular tradition get yours now you guys i'm, I'm talking to all our fellow uh, southern ridiculous historians uh, i hope you already got them because for pete's sake man there is a huge run on collard greens and black eyed peas every year leading up to the new year. Do you guys celebrate that? I always, I always do. I try to. I, I haven't personally, but maybe I will this year. How, how about you, Casey? How do you feel about the collard greens, black eyed peas, and cornbread tradition? Yeah, I actually, I actually partook of that uh, that tradition for the first time last year. I had like a good luck uh, New Year's Day meal, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's not like my favorite food to eat, but I mean, it was cool. The whole tradition was fine. It's the tradition, I think. There's a reason that it's not tradition to eat collard greens and black-eyed peas and cornbread every Thursday of every week. You know what I mean? Uh, but but it's it's an enjoyable tradition. You don't have to live in the South to do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of fun, especially if you get together with friends and you make a whole thing of it. I do want to point out, I recently heard an excellent episode of Rick Steves' show. You guys know Rick Steves, the travel guy? What a sweetie. What a sweet sounding guy. He's just got the most friendly voice in the in the entire universe. He always yeah, he's always like quietly delighted to tell you about this this new uh obscure food he's learned about or how wh- where you should go in Zagreb in spring. Travel with Rick Steves. It is I, Rick Steves. Bringing you tales of my travels. So Rick Steves is like, <laughs> in his holiday episode, he's like, and today we're going to hear a very exciting story from the isolated highlands of Scotland, where they good, practice ben. something called first footing. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this is very good, Ben. You got it. You nailed it. I think it. we're both doing it. And we love Rick Steves, by oh, the way. A million he's percent. amazing. He's a delight. Uh, so first footing which again, check out Rick's show if you haven't yet. He's he's really awesome. He's really calming. He's kind of like the British baking show. You know yeah. what I mean? He's also really into weed. He's he's, he's a big Super marijuana um, uh, legalization guy <laughs> with like Normal, I think is the name of the organization that he mm-hmm. reps. I just, I didn't know that growing up. It's kind of like uh, if you rewatch Bill and Ted as an adult and you go, this is oh, kind of a so stoner stunned. movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Rick had this guest on where they, uh, a guest from Scotland who explains the tradition of first footing. And so after the stroke of midnight on New Year's, for good luck, the first person to set foot in a house should be a tall, dark male bearing a lump of coal, shortbread, salt, a black bun, like a bun of bread, and a wee dram of whiskey. Ah, wee dram. <laughs> and then you... You trade, uh, I think you trade shots, but uh, this, 
It's fun to hear this description, and it's something that really brings the community together. I think that's one thing a lot of us are going to be struggling with as we get into 2021, because, you know, usually you're out with your friends or you're at someone's house. Um, but as we say, we're going to make it through this. And uh, if you have the opportunity, as we always say, call your mom. Call your mom. Call your mom. I agree. Always good advice. <laughs> This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber Teen. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car's called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's this. There's always a catch. So when we heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, what's the catch? So we dug in, and after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Can you believe that? Mint Mobile's got a secret sauce, babies, and it is that they sell wireless service online, and by doing so, cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet, delicious savings directly onto you. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, I will say uh, on the record that I am trying to resolve to to exercise a little more. And a lot of it had to do with uh, COVID, you know, sort of ruining the gym and all of that. And then also just like the kind of general malaise that set in um, during this year. Uh, But I went and got myself a little early Christmas present. I got this thing called uh, it's for the switch. It's called Ring Fit Adventure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this weird kind of stretchy band that you mount the wheel. Not the Wii, the Switch controller too. And one of them goes on there, one of them goes on your leg. And it makes you do squats and like all of these things, but all while collecting coins and fighting monsters. So the gamification of exercise is key for me. My favorite thing at the gym was this recumbent bike that had like a video game screen where you would like, I love that you know, one. do like weird little, you know, video gamey type adventures. So I have already had a pretty good track record with this thing. I also got a Fitbit. So um, that is my low key resolution. I'm not putting a number on it. I'm just kind of doing a general, going to try to exercise more, going to try to, you know, get my steps in and all that, um, and not, like, put a clock on it or put a number on weight loss, just kind of try to do a little better in general. How about you, Ben? Well, uh, these are ongoing projects, so I don't want to disclose too, too much. Fair. Uh, but I, uh, I I will say I've got some, I got some stuff cooking, and uh, as a note of encouragement, not just to you, Noel, but to you and everyone listening, remember, just because you fall off once doesn't mean the game's over. It's not about the battle. It's the war. You can stumble a step and still be walking. So uh, keep with it. You know, we're if you are listening now and you have a resolution, we would love to hear yours. And we'll tell you how to get in touch with us at the end of the show. Uh, for now, well, one one last thing we got to share. And we would be remiss if we didn't do this, I think. What is Old Lang Syne? Why do people sing it? It's a good question, Ben. <laughs> when we're growing up, I don't know about you guys, when we're growing up, I just sort of accepted it and thought that I didn't understand the lyrics and I was mishearing them. I thought it was like Old Lang Syne. S I G N E. So right. I thought it was like a sign. I'm 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 only guessing here, but I'm assuming it has something to do with old English or like Canterbury Tales esque kind of that you know Middle English, I guess. But let's see. Uh, it looks like it's actually a Scottish poem that was officially committed to text in 1788 by Robert Burns, uh, and that's according to the very helpful Scotland.org. Uh, the melody is actually from an older folk song that was um, passed around, you know, through oral tradition in Scotland. And then the Scottish Museum took Burns' poem and set it to to that tune. Uh, And that's according to the English Folk Dance and Song Society. Mm -hmm. And Burns was thrilled with this, literally. He was writing about it in a letter in 1788 where he said, there is an old song and tune which has often thrilled through my soul. And 
he noted that he was at least inspired to write these lyrics when he heard an old man singing this song and other variations of it that appeared in times gone by. The literal translation of Old Lang Syne is old long times, but it means something more along the lines of days gone by or once upon a time. So it's a great, you know, it's a great song for people to sing along to in a group when maybe they're a couple drinks in, feeling a little nostalgic. I know the end of this year is going to be a time of deep reflection for a lot of us. So maybe you can hop on Zoom or maybe you could Zoom bomb someone and just start singing Old Lang Syne. I wonder, like, have you guys ever had surprise singers like Christmas carolers or something show up to your door? Like a Santagram, perhaps? Yeah, something like that. Have you? No. Well, Carol, I, I've been caroling. I, I've been a wassailing a time or two mm -hmm. with a group in my mom's neighborhood. It's kind of fun. I have this little tiny red guitar that I, I strapped on and, and carried it around and uh, just tried to kind of uh, play by ear to, to whatever the uh, the songs that they were singing. It's a lot of fun, but I've never been visited upon by carolers. How about you, Casey? I think once or twice, yeah, at my parents' place uh, in the suburbs, like in the little neighborhood there. Um, yeah, I think there's there's been like a, a few small groups of carolers kind of walking around doing their thing. That sounds awesome. We associate it with Christmas, but maybe we should have more official songs for different holidays. You know what I mean? Where are the Arbor Day carolers? I agree. Well, that's the thing about all Lang Syne, though. It's not, it's just kind of like a reflective, fun little tune that has been associated with New Year's, but it's sort of about like looking back at, you know, the days gone by. And it's a really good summation of like all of the themes that we've been talking about today uh, from these uh, from these various and sundry um, New Year's traditions from around the world that take a lot of inspiration from each other. Yeah. You know what? As a matter of fact, Casey, uh, if we can find a, a copyright free version of something like this, can we can we have that played uh, just under the there we go. Oh, my as, gosh. As we bid you. Adieu, what a year, ridiculous historians. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for continually being the best part of our show. Sorry, Casey, you're, you're second, Noel's third, and I'm, I'm a strong fourth. Uh, <laughs> number one is our audience. Uh, and that, that sh this show does not happen without you. Every time we say thank you, we mean it from the bottom of our, our little podcasting hearts. And every time we say we want to hear from you, we mean it. So thank you to everyone who shared uh, your, if you shared a story on our Facebook page, Ridiculous Historians, or you've written to us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, or you followed us as individuals because you can find us online as ourselves, not just as a show. You can find me exclusively on Instagram. I'm about to be on a little mini vacation, so maybe I'll maybe I'll post some of my vacationly activities on there. Um, you can find me at How Now Noel Brown, and you can find me at Ben Bullen HSW. Hit me up with your weird history facts or questions. You can also find me and contact me directly at Ben Bullen on Instagram. Thanks, as always. To our dear super producer, Casey Pegram, thanks to Alex Williams. And if you would like to hear more uh, strange, beautiful explorations of little-known history, do check out Ephemeral. I was re-listening to some of that, and it holds up. It oh, also yeah. features a, a younger Eden Brown herself, I believe. That's right. She does the little, is it the closing? 
Uh, it's like with a little kind of sign off at the end of the show, or maybe at the beginning. But yeah, she she was much younger at that time, and like she's now basically like a grown adult human person. She just turned twelve, and it's freaking weird. Um, but yeah, a huge thanks to Christopher Hasiotis here in spirit, our research associate extraordinaire, Gabe Luzier, um, Jonathan Strickland, the quizster. We're going to be seeing more from him in the new year, I guarantee. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'd also like to thank Gabe, or Gabe, as we've just been insisting. Uh, thanks so much, Gabe, uh, for helping us make this amazing show. And of course, thanks to Eve's Jeffcoat. I just talked with her a little bit earlier. Uh, she is out hiking in the wilds. She's on adventures. The pictures are awesome. Love it. We'll see you next time, folks. Happy New Year. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you, as the parent, can follow their ride on a live tracking map. Yeah, when your teen requests a trip, they're matched with highly rated, experienced drivers and you receive real-time notifications. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today, they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. It makes them feel safe, and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. And today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details.